Section 2 of The Wavy-Tailed Warrior. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Heather Eaney, The Wavy-Tailed Warrior by John Breck. The Sweetness of Harmony and Honey. Tad Coon burst into tears when he saw the white tip end of Stripe's long wavy tail go into the hole for a great big cloud of angry bees was pouring in after him he's gone crazy he's gone crazy sobbed tad this is the awfulest joke i ever played now he'll be stung to death in that smelly black hole it's all my fault why did i ever think of sending him up to meddle with their nest honest i never meant to hurt him tad did truly feel sorry for what he'd done that nibble didn't have the heart to scold him it isn't entirely your fault he consoled skunks do go crazy like quails and chickadees only he didn't know what you did to trailer the hound and i did i ought to have warned him i i just thought thought it would be f funny to see him run said poor tad gulping and choking but tad coon and nibble rabbit were wasting a lot of sympathy for stripes skunk was perfectly happy he just tucked his little pointy ears flat down against the sides of his head and took good care of his little black nose and no bee could possibly hurt him when tad and nibble saw him batting at the bees with his paws as though he were trying to drive them away he was only catching them for stripes knows more about the folks who wear two pairs of wings that's woods talk for most any kind of an insect than any furry thing except the bats crab he'd have a bee in his paddy paw that had a skin so thick her sting won't go through it nip and he'd munch the little bag of honey right out of her body but the big luscious lumps of honeycomb were what he was really after and he knew right how he'd find them you remember he was sleeping in that very hole in the bottom of the oak when he first met the little owls but he hadn't done any exploring now he said to himself if that limb is hollow way up to the hole where the bees come out i'll go up inside and get the honey the tree was leaning because it had been blown down and was just raised a little on its branches so he didn't really have to climb it was only walking up a hill well the first thing tad coon knew out walked stripes skunk proud and pleased with a great big comb of honey and the bees were so busy inside eating the drops he'd spilled that they had forgotten all about him stripes dropped it down in front of tad coon eat that he said there's plenty more where it came from maybe you think tad coon didn't he just gorged on it and licked his whiskers all of a sudden nibble thought of something tad he chuckled this joke's on you too stripes asked you to be friends now he's given you a present and you've eaten it you've made a compact did you think i wouldn't make a compact with a nice smart beast like stripes skunk demanded tad of course we're friends tastes more like it doesn't it grinned stripes watching him lick the last drops off of his handy paw so he went in after another chunk of sweet dripping honeycomb and by this time their furry skins were feeling pretty tight 
there's this about honey stripes drawled you never know when you've had enough until you've had too much seems like we'd better stop off a while uh-huh mumbled tad coon just a little bit doubtfully because he'd never had enough to find out the most he ever dares to do is to snoop out a mouthful and run but he followed stripes down to dr muskrat's pond and they took a good drink and cleaned up their paws and their whiskers stripes sponged off his shiny black fur with his tongue just as your cat does but tad splashed and splattered like a duck in a puddle first thing they knew up popped dr muskrat himself what do you think you're doing he asked then he sniffed and tasted the water that was running off his nose what's that funny smell he wanted to know that's how much honey was washing off tad coon it's honey stripes explained tad coon showed me where it was and i got it for him so now we're friends wouldn't you like some too me exclaimed the doctor great whiskered catfish whatever would i do with it wash myself like tad coon or give the mussels a treat so they'd keep their shelly mouths open i wouldn't eat it you know plants and fish are enough for me but this is plants tad explained eagerly he wanted an excuse to send stripes skunk back for some more the flowers make it and the bees suck it out of them and store it away to eat in the winter time flowers are plants you know yes i know grinned the doctor every one of those big white water lily flowers tells me that she has a perfectly delicious root down in the bottom of the pond but i've never found any honey in em stripes looked over and saw the bees buzzing among the lily pads that's just because you never looked he protested it's down beneath their fuzzy yellow collars he meant their stamens you know plop went the old muskrat back he came making the pool dance in the ripples behind his busy paddle paws and towing a water lily where's the honey in that tad coon he demanded you're too much of a joker for me to believe any of your fairy tales and sure enough there wasn't a single drop maybe you think stripes and tad weren't puzzled they'd always heard that the bees got their honey out of flowers you needn't think you can fool me like that you smarty coon chuckled the wise old muskrat but i've always believed it pleaded tad he thought it was because he was always playing jokes that when he tried to tell the truth no one would listen ho ho you did did you teased the doctor some bee must have been buzzing around your ears then they'll tell you most any kind of tale to keep you from learning the truth about their secret they're so afraid someone'll listen that they never sing the words of their honey song they only hum it and half of the hives don't even know them they come to my water lily patch for the same thing the wasps do a wasp once told me that the yellow dust you got on your nose when you went to smell for the honey was the best food in the world for growing youngsters that's so agreed stripes skunk with his funny little three-cornered ears pricked right straight up i find it on their legs most every time i catch them just the same i do taste honey in most every bee i eat eat bees sniffed dr muskrat turning up his whiskery nose eat bees you're as poor a storyteller as tad coon of course stripes had to scramble around and catch one 
Ted ate one, too, and he solemnly insisted he could taste the honey as plain as plain. What does that prove? argued the doctor. If it proves anything, it goes to show that honey is a sort of milk from a well-fed bee. That's so, agreed Ted. It's certainly much more sensible than that old fairy tale about the flowers. I believe we've guessed their secret. Let's get some more stripes and make sure. So off they went, and back they came. Stripes had such a mouthful of honeycomb he couldn't run and Tad's piece was so luscious and crumbly he had to carry it in both of his handy paws and walk on his hind feet like a little bear. They laid it down on Dr. Muskrat's flat stone, and just as they were about to gorge on it again, along came Nibble Rabbit, lippity-lippity, all out of breath. Hello, Nibble, you're just in time to eat, said Tad Coon. No, thanks, gasped Nibble shaking his floppy ears i guess i'll take mine straight out of the clover blossoms the way i always do from clover blossoms squealed tad do they have honey water lilies don't we looked to see well that's the first flower ever i heard of that didn't said nibble looking quite surprised because he thought that was something everybody knew bay's milk whooped dr muskrat and he let go that laugh he'd been holding in for so long tad coon believed honey was milk from a bee <laughs> oh tad coon <laughs> end of section two